Haunted Graveyards of Pennsylvania comes a podcast dedicated to all the things that made you afraid to turn the lights out. This is a symphony of horror. Welcome back, children of the night. This is Andrew and... Allie. She's back too. Yes, I am. It's two weeks running. So now you have been in the same amount of episodes as Dan and Paul, and if the, uh, if the COVID issue continues, you're going to have them beat, and then there's going to be some type of like, well, I was here first, but I've been here longer kind of fight, and then so I'm going to have to break out the swords, and you guys are going to have to fight over who gets to okay. reclaim the second-in-command throne. Paul will probably win. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll defeat Dan, though, of course. <laughs> I have to. Yeah, now now we're talking shit on everyone's <laughs> podcast. All right, great. Anyway, uh, so today we are disgusting. Dis- disgusting. Ooh. We are disgusting today. Oh, no. I mean, I am. Oh, my God. No, you're not. My beard is down to my nipples. <laughs> I've bathed like twice in six days. It's just awful. Is the sun still shining? I haven't been out long. I mean, in a long time. Not right now. Okay, so that's that's what the darkness thing is. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Anyway. It is nighttime. Sorry. Today, we are discussing a very unnerving film, which is 2006's film The Descent, by doctor and writer Neil Marshall about an all-female group of friends and adventurers who go into an undiscovered cave to reunite a year after a tragic incident affects the main character, Sarah. They discover, though, that in the darkness of, the, of this long-lost cave, they are not alone. But before we get into our conversation, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Symphony of Horror Podcast and Twitter at Symphony Horror. So you can keep up with our episodes and tell us what movies and music you want to hear us talk about. And again, we are available on all major um, podcast streaming sites, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google all of the above. So be sure to leave us a five-star review and to share our posts with your friends so we can grow a wider community and bring um, all of you and you uh, even better episodes and keep the conversations going outside of the podcast. And now we bring you The Descent. Yes. And yet again, you have outdone yourself on the research thing. No. So. No. <laughs> no. No, I just look things up. It's fine. <laughs> or maybe... So. All of the other ones weren't done enough. Oh, I think there was... I, th- I mean, I had like six pages of research on the Halloween episode. Oh, well, see? See, yeah. we're fine. Yeah. We have like... Two. Yeah. Yeah, but we honestly, all had our own notes and stuff. We so. didn't really find out too, too much about this trivia there, There's not There's not a whole lot of like super unique stuff. Like, uh, like you know, little known interesting tidbits about this movie. I don't think there wasn't a no. whole lot listed. But Most of what we were reading were about the crawlers. Yeah. The creatures. Yeah, like how they were designed to look like counter lock and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, of course, being the... You'll love it. Yeah, I have I have a shrine in our recording room. I have a whole shrine to counter lock. Um... It's my favorite, my favorite horror movie of all time. Um, someday we'll talk about it, but that would just be me crying and yelling <laughs> about how much I love that movie for like three and a half hours. So, which is pretty much just what happens every time you talk. About <laughs> which is yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like oh, Andrew, where's Andrew? Oh, he's uh, dry heaving in the back. Somebody brought up Counter Lock again. Uh, <laughs> but um, not an exaggeration. Not not typically no. No. Um, so as far as like some of the more interesting, so I will, why don't we talk about a little bit about the story first and then we can kind of get into the more, um, so I mean, for those of you that don't know, the movie starts out, it's, 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 it's an interesting beginning to a movie because it's like, it starts out with a really big event yeah. that you don't see coming at all. It jars you. And then nothing happens for like 48 minutes afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, so uh, obviously this is a, this is a spoilers friendly, not spoilers free. No. Spoiler, spoiler heavy podcast. Yeah. Um, So if you haven't heard it, turn it off now. Catch you later when you watch the movie. Um, (laughs) But. I mean, um, it happens within like the first five minutes. Right. If that. So it's. Yeah. 
Um, Not too much of a spoiler, right. but... Yeah, so basically they it's this group of, as I said in the in the synopsis, it was a group of all, like, it's a group of, what, six women? Yes. Six women, um, and they're all sort of extreme extreme sports... Um, yeah, they were... Adventurers, when they the were beginning. whitewater rafting, yeah. And, um... Actually... The actors actually did that too. Yeah, which, was really which is cool. Yeah. yeah, I've I've been whitewater rafting. Have you ever been whitewater rafting? No. It's a blast. No. It's so much fun. No, I would yeah. just think of that Bob's Burgers episode. <laughs> what uh, a river runs through Bob. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, so basically, in the first couple of minutes, they all they all finish this whitewater rafting trip, and it's very clear that the husband is. Not thrilled with his wife, who is Sarah, and he is being visibly more affectionate to another woman in the group uh, named Juno, um, who we'll talk more about later. Um, but any, as, they're, as they are driving home from this expedition, something terrible happens. And what is that? Oh, um, well, I mean, her husband and kid get impaled by a giant metal pole. Yeah, yeah. So they get into a car accident that just has happens to be, and they get final destination basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They they uh, they um, get into a head-on collision with another car that happens to have I think it's like plumbing on the top of it or something. Yeah, or piping, something, some type of crazy. And goes straight through the windshield and impales both of them. Pipes. Yeah, yeah. And misses her, but kills the their like five-year-old daughter and her husband. Um, and then so like a year later, basically they go, uh, they are like, yeah, let's go spelunking. Yeah. They go <laughs> spelunking, I guess, which is like their way of coping, which normally what I do is I just get drunk and cry a lot, <laughs> but you know, I mean, everybody has let's their go own Let's go into mechanism. a cave. And, um. Oh, I don't know. I feel like that. I mean, it was a year, but it's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I feel like if my husband and daughter were killed. <laughs> I would, it would take me a lot longer than a year to, uh, to be like, oh yeah, let's go, you know, dig to the center of the earth, you know, but, but then they, yeah, yeah, but, um, everybody copes differently, everybody copes differently, yeah, (laughs) but then shortly after they get into the cave, they find out that it is not the cave they thought it was. Right. Because they found out that Juno, who was a piece of shit and continues to be so. <laughs> the entire movie. Um, yeah. Terrible person. It's just like, it's just like, like the list of, the list of offenses against her is like six feet long by the end of the movie. <laughs> You're just like, ah, oh, she's breathing. Check. Wrong. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah. And so basically, what is it? She like got, she didn't bring the map or something? No, she, they purposely, or she purposely took them to another cave. Oh, that's they right. They thought that yeah. it was like. This cave that had a map, you know, everybody kind of does it. People had done that. had, had, done had it explored this. Got before, out yeah. of it alive, and that's not where they were. Yeah, and, and she's because like, oh, she hey, wanted check the map, and she's like, oh yeah, about um, that. Yeah, this isn't where you thought. So it she Blair Witched them. Because in Blair Witch, the guy's like, oh, I threw the map in the river like two <laughs> days ago. Fuck you guys, we're lost. <laughs> like there's no point, you know. But it wasn't even where they right. thought it was. But um. But yeah, so so basically from that there's then they get blocked in because Sarah gets stuck in a very very claustrophobic oh. tiny little um, um, like I guess they're crawling. called veins or something in the mi- hmm. in the in Is the it? caves I think something like that. Okay. Um, but it's just like this very very tiny tiny tunnel, um, and she gets her leg stuck in it, and then she panics, and by panicking she causes a small cave in that traps their own that cuts off their only their only real way out. Yeah. Um, and then as they make their descent, Descent. oh, 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 they said it, they said it, um, they, uh, they discover that they are not the only ones down there, and I was reading in the, in the notes that the, the crawlers are not supposed to be like these, like, sort of extraterrestrial or paranormal creatures, they're cavemen that never left the caves. Yeah. So they kind of golemed themselves yeah, back. Yeah, you know, they like, like reverted. One of the yeah. things. They're like hmm, very close to Gollum. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's like two of my favorite literary characters right there. You've got Gollum and you've got Orlok kind of mashed into <laughs> one character, which is kind of rad. Two becomes one. 
which is, it's really cool. Um, there was a lot of trivia mainly about the crawlers and, uh, about how long it took yeah. to do their makeup. And they had to yeah. shave their entire body three like hours of makeup. Eyebrows, tops of their heads, Feet. butts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably, <Yeah. laughs> but it's an entire kind of community because yeah. there's women and each one also because he wanted to cast actors instead of like stunt doubles and like mm-hmm. dancers and stuff like each one was told to sort of develop their own, their own personality. personalities yeah. per the Bring crawlers own kind of feel to it yeah. even though they're all just terrifying which i think is really cool though because knowing that if you watch it with that in mind you can kind of see that some of them are a little bit more like afraid Mm -hmm. and some of them are more aggressive some of them are a little bit more like twitchy almost Mm -hmm. and like yeah it's it's really interesting like i kind of kept that in mind through all of the different scenes their own personalities they're their their own own little unique demonic flower pebbles yeah snowflakes um (laughs) we also have written down that 21 different cave sets were built because Going into real caves would be way too dangerous. And difficult. Yeah. This isn't the, you know, This isn't back, the catacombs. Right, this is what I say. Like, going back to our episode last week, which was, anymore. you know, how they, like, brought a car down and a piano yeah. and all that shit. It's like, that almost seems, like, bougie and, like, uh, super you Hollywood compared to this. But then you're like, yeah, but they built 21 caves for this movie, you know? 21 caves. Yeah. It's amazing. It makes sense, though, because they had to make it seem huge. Yeah. They do a real success. Well, that job. one scene where they have to like free climb, like monkey bar free climb over that crevice. Oh yeah. And it's like the way that, that they shoot so that. so quick in it right. too. And it's like, all right, here, yeah. let's go. But it's like the way that they shoot that, you think that they're like 90 feet up in the air. Yeah. And you know, I even said last night while we were watching it, I was like, even, even just looking at that, you totally forget the fact that they're probably four and a half feet over. Like foam. Like a pad, like a foam <laughs> yeah. pad. You know, and it's like, it's so realistic and so well lit because it's just like the, the light of the flares going up over. So it's just it's red beautiful. over the top. Yeah. The and then it's just black. Color. <laughs> it's yeah. just this void beneath them. Yeah. It's really cool. And actually going along with the color, did you, like in the notes that I put down, I said that like once there's a part in the movie where they all kind of have to split up and they end up sort of coalescing back together later, um, they use, fun. they use color really effectively in this movie that well even just the imagery like simple little shots Mm -hmm. and then the lighting too because there's not much lighting that you have to work with right but every yeah the red and then the green yeah it's like two complete stark contrasts. well i know yeah so i noticed that like at the beginning a lot of the interior of the cave was red and Mm -hmm. i think that they might have done that sort of as more of a either they're comfortable with using flares because they don't think that they're going to have to ration anything you know, so they're going to use more flares than they are their flashlights. Um, or it could signify danger. True. You know, like they they don't know what they're getting into mm-hmm. sort of as a precursor kind of thing. Evil and angry. Right. And then there is the shadows with just sort of the minimal like headlamp and flashlight lighting. Mm-hmm. Which I think is actually more so seen in the scenes where they're like getting along with each other. Um, I think okay. I can't really, I don't really want to say that, you know, with yeah, 100% yeah. certainty because nobody is getting along with anybody by the end of the movie, but, um, well, but, mainly just one. Yeah. yeah. What does that say? Oh yeah, I forgot I wrote that. It just says Sadie is breathing really loud. Always. Because our dog was <laughs> sitting behind us while we were watching the movie and she was just panting like she had just run a marathon. All she does. Um, <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, like with the with the group of friends, it's really believable that they are. Definitely. You know. Yeah, it's all like they've known each other for years and years. Of... And they like argue with each other yeah, and stuff. And yeah. it's, like, it's very normal. Yeah, you definitely yeah. not staged at all. Like they all seem like, like it seems like it would be like a found footage. Right. Like we mentioned last week. Yeah. But it's not. It's not. Well, there, there, are, there is some. Yeah, there is. There is. There's a very, like a very slight, and it's the best scene. shot in the movie. Yeah. Oof. But yeah, they're they're very well, very well done friend group. Yeah. 
very believable, very um, believable. I'm going to say that a third time. <laughs> um, but yeah. But yeah, I think I think the lighting was really because uh, you know I've I've talked to you about like in you know with with Argento movies, mm-hmm. yes, how that's like the really stark contrast with like a very vibrant color and then just blackness around it. I think that that's a super effective way because your brain doesn't work in one solid color. You yes. know, it's like yeah. your your brain doesn't look at. You know, it it doesn't register things as well mm-hmm. when everything is blue or everything is red and black or everything is green and black. You know, and it's like at, at horror at horror like haunted houses and stuff where they give you like the black lit rooms. Your brain doesn't connect with the fact that everything around you is either white or purple or yeah. black. You know, it's like distorts it. Yeah. Um. I, I really enjoy when movies kind of put, like, a color feel to things. Even yeah. TV shows, like um, Breaking Bad. It's, that's one of the things that they did in Breaking mm-hmm. Bad, is every character had a certain color, and they okay. would only wear that color. But it made sense for the character. Like, Walter White, the main character, his was green. Okay. Because money because and money. green. Yeah. yeah. So they all kind of gave each person their own color to kind of... Interesting. Explain okay. without explaining. So, so what are. you're saying is that the that the cast of um, Breaking Bad are Power Rangers. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Put them all together. Mighty Morphin Methan Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mighty Methan Power Rangers. There you That's go. It. Perfect. Yeah, there we go. That oh, that yeah. is a TV show that I would watch. <laughs> Kung Fu. Ultraman ripoffs, cooking meth, and kicking the shit out of competition. Okay. That'd be rad. I'm gonna call up Brian Cranston. You should be like, "Yo, Brian, buddy, long time no see." <laughs> long time, right? Know. Yeah. <laughs> I loved you on Malcolm in the Middle. Oh. That's <laughs> Actually, funny enough that I said that about Power Rangers. Brian Cranston. The book. Yeah, that was. It's probably very that was loud. A big spike on the. <laughs> Yeah, it was right that one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Brian Cranston was Zordon in the Power Rangers remake movie. He was the giant face in the wall. Oh my god! Yeah, so it that's funny. All comes full circle. Yep. It relates yep. somehow. <laughs> but. So I've seen this movie a lot, but yeah. you. This was probably the second or third time three. I've seen this one. Yeah. Yeah. How. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. This was the Is first anything... time. This was the first time that I watched this movie, and I really genuinely loved it. Okay. Um, I don't think I really watched like paid enough attention mm-hmm. the first two times, um, mostly because that was me. That was yeah. We have our <laughs> we have our phones in here. I actually just got a phone call, and I yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, this was this was the first time that I really really like super paid attention to it. And the last couple of times, I think it was from the fact that I'm not a claustrophobic person, mm-hmm. but this one gets me. Yeah. You know? And oh, it's yeah. like, and it, it goes back to what we were talking about in the last episode, as above, so below gets me. Yeah. You know, it really, like, those two are really Very the two close. that really, like, everything is, like, right up right in your face. There. You know, yeah. No, we were talking last night about how we wish we could see it bigger. I just want to, like, yeah. see it on a big screen Which again. is so weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because, because it's like, normally like you want to see, like, Star Wars or Avengers on big screen. You know, you want that huge galactic feel. You want that. But it's like, this is like, everybody is crammed into six inches. Mm-hmm. And you want to be able to see I that. I want to see everything. Because like, yeah. there's so much stuff hidden in it, too. Like, the crawlers are hidden multiple times in the yeah, movies. Yeah, like, and shadows. Like, brief yeah. glimpses in the background. They're, yeah. like, gross breathing with their mucus disgusting yeah. like when the one that's just walking through like Ugh. just randomly stops and like throws up on the one girl <laughs> yeah, like that so was great. just so unnecessary i was like <laughs> really she just climbed out of a pit of blood like, <laughs> now you're just gonna throw up on her all right yeah. at least he didn't do. poo on her <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah they're kind of hidden in the background of like the entire mm-hmm. 
movie and I never really realized that the first time I saw it. Like, I definitely wish I could go back to watching this movie for the first time because I had no idea what was going to happen. It's, it, you know, it's it's movies like that, though, where you kind of wish that you had been told at least to pay attention more. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many horror movies that I've watched, and it's like somebody's just told me to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I might have it on in the background, or I might be watching it, and I've, you know, I'm just sort of watching it with one eye, you know, that kind of thing. Or I'm not really just paying attention that much, I just want to wait until... You know, people start dying or whatever, you know. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm just sort of... Not paying attention to dialogue right. and where right. is the killing. Right. And then, <laughs> but then you find out later that there are all these scenes where there's something in the background that's important yeah. or it's, you know, like... Um, yeah, you see it? them fairly a... quickly, but not... Not directly not fully to interacting yet. with the characters. Yeah. That's That's what, 58 minutes in? Yeah, it was like 50... Yep, 58 yeah, minutes, minutes in, shit hits fan. Shit hits fan. Written yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do, I do really, I really, really enjoyed it this time around. Um, and I think it kind of goes back to what I said about the group of friends being believable. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's reactions in that in that movie are believable. Like with the fighting. Like, when Juno is fighting the crawler. Yeah. Like, that's not... There's no stylized fighting mm-hmm. there. That's her and the crawler scrambling for, for their, their lives. lives. You Definitely. know, yeah, it's like... It's it's not... There's nothing stylized. There's no kung fu. There's no, like, oh, Juno suddenly is a black belt and something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she does, like, a like, roundhouse kick no, on him. No, she's panicking, <laughs> and she's doing everything in her power to get this evil, mutated caveman demon vampire thing off of her you know (laughs) using their resources definitely exactly using rocks around them using and i think that that's why like sarah in particular the main character um is so good at keeping her cool is because she's a she's a cave diver Mm -hmm. you know she's a spelunker she has to be able to maintain her calm in potentially life-ending situations as a hobby yeah yeah. it's like it's like she's not it's not like she's a cop or a soldier or something where it's like her profession and she's been trained Mm -hmm. like this is what she does does to like blow off steam yeah it's like like oh yeah i'm gonna go climb down into a cave because it's fun Hmm. Mm -mm. no no i was in a cave once and it had um handrails guardrails yeah yeah (laughs) It had handrails. It was a nice little tour. Mm-hmm. Um, very slippery, yes. Which is another thing. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that it's all totally saturated. Well, yeah, that that's yeah. one of the big things that bothers me in the movie. I would hate to be, like, just full body wet for mm-hmm. that long. Because it's just dripping yeah. on you. And then, of course, the... And that water is pools cold, Pools of blood. Too. Yeah, oh, pools of blood. Like, the... It, it's especially given the climate that we're living in now where it's like everything has germs on it now. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like everything you have to wash your hands constantly. You have to wear a mask to go to the grocery store. It's like the only thing I can think of the entire time in that scene. I'm like, oh my God, cl- plug your nose, close your mouth. Like, like, please God, just let this woman take a shower. I mean, that's, that's normally what I think. Like, does that... anybody have any Lysol wipes? <laughs> oh my god. Just being a germaphobe person <laughs> yeah. from growing up with Granny, who is a germaphobe. Right. And a crumbaphobe? She hates crumbs. I don't know. I don't know what that would be called. That's what it's called A now. neat freak. Yes, that yeah. too. Um, that's typically like what I think of, like scenes in TV shows and movies where like people get dirty or like the whole set gets destroyed or something like tomato sauce gets everywhere or something i just always think of who's gonna clean that right (laughs) or how yeah you know do they hire Uh. just like a bunch of people with power washers or something or (laughs) like it on fire yeah goodbye all right out of sight out of mind yeah but yeah no the pool of blood scene now that is that the scene also where the one female crawler shows up correct yes yeah and that's brutal because sarah kills one of them and then the female was like yeah. upset about it and then chases after her and oh yeah yeah she's gross germs yeah everywhere germs <laughs> just germs <laughs> <laughs> like just that's all i see 
and you know the interesting thing though is that like from a scientific aspect like a lot of scientists have actually discovered never before seen pathogens in capes oh because they're so far down and they're so dark that they're just allowed to multiply and expand and expand and expand and it's actually that's one of the main reasons why if you go into a cave that's heavily populated by bats Mm-hmm. you have to wear you have to wear like heavy not Protective. just like a mask you have to wear a full oxygen respirator Oof. because the guano the bat droppings mm-hmm. have been building up for so long that the air is completely toxic i like I kill you in minutes toxic before. yeah because there's no ventilation but the bats over time and then where do the bats huh. go when they die there they land in the pool right there you know so it's just like Ooh. caves are caves are gnarly places like i am not a fan we're, I've never um, had never the desire. Go to one again yeah, now. thanks. Like the tourist ones are fine. <laughs> you know, the tourist ones are totally. Oh fine yeah, no, I would never because, go yeah. spelunking. I actually I had I actually myself. had the opportunity to go spelunking once, and I turned it down like before the person who was asking Ooh. me to go even finished. It was back when I was in Boy Scouts. Oh my! And it was like God. they Over were like, "Oh no, it's like they were like, no, it's not climbing or anything. It's just spelunking. It's like a day trip in four hours in, four hours back." And I was like, "You're out of your fucking mind." No, <laughs> like, yeah, no, no. I'll go whitewater rafting. I will no. go like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll do I'll do anything as long as I can see the sun or at least there's a guardrail and a guide with me, you know. Mm. But. They wanted to go like four hours into this fucking cave, Mm-mm. and I was like, I'm, I'm "I've good. seen way too many horror movies for that." No, yeah. this might have been. You literally only was... need to see this far right. movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This was probably a little bit before. Like it would have been, it would have been me and like four or five of my friends from the troop, and three Wait. of their very experienced dads. Okay. I was gonna and say, what age? Who who would have tw- let you do this? Twelve or thirteen. Okay. Probably twelve or thirteen like, years old. This was probably here. just before my like total plunge off the edge into horror. Like I was okay. already into horror, but it was like this seems fun. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just you know it was like scream and I know what you did last summer kind of shit. I hadn't gotten into like demons living in the crevices of hell on earth kind of thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you've been describing the crawlers pretty well. Yeah. I just, nice I'm just adjectives. throwing as many adjectives out there as possible because I don't really know what else, you know, Gollum Orlocks. Gollum Orlock. Yeah. Orlock. Nosferalum. Nosferalum. Oh, God. That sounds like the next thing that's going to wipe out America. COVID-19 and then Nosferalum. Nosferalum. It'll be one of those terrible... I should stop making jokes about that. It's not funny, B-movies. But, yeah. Yeah. That, that'll happen in no time. There's going to be a movie in like 10 minutes Sharknado. called like COVID-20. Yeah. <laughs> Vape break. Vape break. <laughs> Tasty clouds, brah. Um, so, let's see here. Lady is crying again. Yep. We're just reading our notes. Oh, the one thing that I don't understand is Juno, uh-huh. the terrible girl, why is she yelling so much? Um, I think she has, <laughs> I think, I think as the, as a character, she has kind of a superiority complex oh. mixed with the fact that she was cheating on Sarah's husband who was killed, um, and it's her fault that they're stuck in it, so she's trying to overcompensate. Um... Oof, it's like, yeah. girl, you can whisper. No, There's I know. nobody else but, around. I mean, she's, It'll like, carry, every I line. No, you're not wrong. Like, every line of dialogue, she is just screaming. At 11. Yeah. yeah. Like, and she's right next to the people. Yeah. And I think that's the first time that I've ever realized that was last night. I was like, wait, if they are blind and, everyone and they move. Else, ev- well, they move because of right. hearing things. Yeah. And here she is, yelling. Yeah. You're right there. Yeah. And that was actually one of the things, so I think I actually put in the notes that I love, I love the clicking like xenomorph monster sounds. Yeah. Clicking monster noises are the best monster noises. They are. Is what you have written And it's like, so I mean like you've got the xenomorph, you've got predator, Mm -hmm. you've got the crawlers, you've got the clickers in The Last of Us. Last of Us. Like I, but my, the way that I always have sort of thought of that sound is more of an echolocation. 
Kind Definitely. Of thing. Well, yes, because of the clickers, I'm sure. Yeah. Right, but like with the crawlers, wouldn't it make sense? Like they're kind of bat-like, and they use echo. Like they they make those mm-hmm. clicking noises, but it never really works because there are those times where they're staring directly at the person, like three inches away from like one of the characters' and face, and they don't even see them. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I've always just wondered. You know, are they able to use echolocation? Have they hmm. adapted that way? Because, I mean, there are numerous times where they're standing there with, like, flashlights out. And obviously, if you're blind, you're not going to see the flashlight. <laughs> but it's like, they have the flashlights out, and they um, they don't have the ability to see them. But, like, wouldn't they have adapted over... Th- like, if they're cavemen. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we're talking they... millions of years. We're not just talking thousands. We're talking millions of years of evolution. That's more than enough time for them to adapt to living in caves. And they make those, like... Yeah, Noises, yeah. you know. But it's, it's like, I've always kind of mm. wished that that would be, like, that would be where they find out that they're not... Maybe, they, maybe the humans don't have the advantage. Mm-hmm. That they just can't see in a specific way, but they can still... But they can still figure echo it out. Echolocate, you know? Yeah, because there's that one where, um... Was her name was... It was Sam and Becca, I believe, yeah. where they're hiding. And then the one girl's watch goes off. Yeah. And then they toss it. Yeah. Hmm. And that's sort he of like their, di- their diversion. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because he was right there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Found a plot hole. And they get some really, really brutal kills in that movie also. Ooh. Like, I feel so bad for all of the women in that movie. Like, yeah. Like, it's it's so unfortunate. Cause it's yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's the one... Which one was it? When Juno kills that No, one? I can't remember which one it is. It's um, where she's, like, on the rope and the monster, like, crawls out on oh. the ceiling and then just slashes her throat and she's just, like, hanging upside down. Yeah. Like, that was really, like... I mean... Yeah, towards they're like all the so believable, the and you like all of them so much by that point. Obviously, except for Juno. Still, but yes. it's like you like all of them so much because of how believable and how tight knit they are. And then they just like Sarah, spo- you know, Sarah's the only one that makes it out, and yes. that's obviously something that we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Sarah is in the United in the U.S. version is the only one that makes it out alive. But it's like you're just seeing all of these close tight knit friends just getting wiped out by mm-hmm. these creatures. Um, it's really sad. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, you think of it. It could happen to you. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. Caves. Yeah. Don't. Don't, don't try to discover caves. caves unless you have like a lot of ammunition. Yeah. And yeah. a gun. Ammunition is nothing without a gun. <laughs> I've I've learned that. True. Yes. Um. But hey, listen. So we're gonna take our break. Um. And as usual, hear a message from our sponsors, and then we'll be back shortly with the remainder of our episode. Dost thou like to live deliciously? Dost thou like the taste of butter? Experience the sinful delection of Black Phillips Dairy Farm, made in New England since 1630. Some claim the devil himself created such bewitching delights. Simply sign in the book thou seest before you. All right, and we are back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> it's amazing to me that we've gotten this many sponsors, individual sponsors, like one per episode, you know? They're... It's almost like somebody is just making them for us. <laughs> I was going to say, they're impressive. Yeah. Everybody wants to, uh, everybody wants to be a sponsor, I guess. Yeah, I guess All so. All the big names, too. All the big, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. I feel very blessed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, blessed by Black Phillip. Yeah, that one was a big one for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. I was like, really? This guy? <laughs> I've heard about been this guy. I've about this guy for years. <laughs> <laughs> I even bought a, a pop vinyl. Of I him. got him tattooed on my chest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he's freaking out. I was that. freaking out, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, it's very painful. I yeah. wouldn't know. Don't know if I will know. What, getting your chest tattooed? Oof. Yeah, don't do it. No. Like, everybody I know that's been like, oh, yeah, I want to get my chest tattooed. I was like, you will fucking regret it. 
Just like, anytime I go to the beach, I'll just wear temporary. Just like the like the <laughs> little Bazooka Joe ones. Yeah. Just like uh, lick it and just yeah. I mean some some tattoos Stick it to look your like that. <laughs> <laughs> some of them look like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, none of ours. Yeah. Anymore. Well, none of yours. None of yours. I have well, like before I started getting like five, four or five years ago when I started getting like serious tattoos. I've got some shitty tattoos. Whatever. Cthulhu Snoopy. I mean, that's not a shitty tattoo. It's just it hasn't <laughs> aged well. But it's fine. He's beautiful. Yeah. All right. Accept him. <laughs> so we looked up a little bit more trivia. Yeah. Tried to see if I can dig a little bit deeper. Um, it's almost like we were making a descent into trivia. Ooh. Ooh. Second time we made a descent. They said it. They said, <laughs> ooh, 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 they said it. Ooh, they said it. <laughs> um, one of the things I did learn was that the Danish title of the movie is called Descent into Hell. So, that's, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of reviews, um, that people were kind of suggesting that Sarah was just hallucinating everything. I feel like that's such that's so, that's so regurgitated. Yeah, in, yeah. In like in every single oh, you know what? Hold on a second. In every single horror movie, everybody is always like, "Oh, well, they just but they did just it dream." Really that happen? Up. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, no, no. That's the point of horror: is that yeah. not everything is a nightmare. You know, yeah, not everything no, is pretty Yeah, no, this really Carter. happened. Like. Real life in, is a nightmare. In horror movies. Right, exactly. It's like, <laughs> horror movies are supposed to show you the absolute worst real thing that could happen to someone. Oh, or a group yeah. of people. Yeah, You know, yeah. it's not supposed to be like, and then they woke up, and they were scared for a couple minutes, and then they went <laughs> down and made coffee. They had PTSD <laughs> like, about yeah. that dream for the rest of their life. Right, but no, it's, it's I, I, I hate that. I yeah. hate that. As like, and that's actually one of the main reasons why I actually kind of dislike the American ending or the, the, the British, the British ending. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like we said earlier, there are two different endings. It was actually even released, um, in the UK a little bit earlier than it was in the U S uh, the UK it was released in 2005. The U S it was released in 2006, which I think is interesting, but um, there were like no, it major is, events that happened. It is the American ending that I dislike. The American ending is what we saw last night. Right. I yeah. like the So the American ending is she escapes up that tunnel. Right. And, um, and then gets in that bitchin' Bronco. <laughs> gets in I the love Bronco. That truck. <laughs> has a panic attack on the side of the road and sees Juno and then it ends. Right. But the UK version is that the escape was all a dream. Right. And, and then she, she wakes up, up in the cave yeah. with the crawlers like <sighs> descending on her. See, I like that better. Yeah. But apparently it was too sad was too for depressing. Americans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's because we're too used to tragedy here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, no, but like, that's the, that's the thing is that like, I don't necessarily like, unless it's Stephen King, I don't really like happy endings in my horror. Yeah. You know, like I, that mm -hmm. like horror is horror, you know, it shouldn't be like, and then it goes away, yeah. you know, it's like, no, no, you know, it happened, like, bad things happen to good people. Right. Because that's where we get our, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. 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 Cause I mean like outside of like Stephen King and maybe like the Conjuring movies, but it's like, there's always something else coming in the Conjuring movies, yeah, yeah. you know? So it's like, That's okay, so they got rid of Bathsheba, but they still have Annabelle at the house, yeah. you know, or, you know, and it just sort of keeps building. But it's like in this one, well, what, 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 which one do you prefer? I like that she got out only because like when you start to like a character, I hate when they die. Right. <laughs> and she was so good. She was such a badass. Like she was so cool. The scene where she's emerging out of like, the pool covered of in blood, blood. Yeah. And she just she just knows in that moment like I well before that moment, but I need to do whatever it takes mm -hmm. to survive. Like mm -hmm. she turns into a completely different person, and it, it's of course terrible that. All of the tragedy brought her there, but like, oh man, 
she's just so powerful at the end of that movie. And yeah. I, I like that something good happened to her, you right. know? Like, enough bad things have happened to her. It's not necessarily the fact that she gets out that mm-hmm. bugs me. Like, I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. It's the fact that while she's driving away, then all of a sudden the ghost of blood-soaked Juno is in the car with her. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. You know, like, either let her get completely True. out. yeah. Or don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, don't do both. It's like, but, but wait. You know, like, like, she just wait, got over, <laughs> she just got over the trauma of losing her husband and her daughter. Mm-hmm. Don't add on to that with the ghost of the woman that fucked her husband. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, exactly. Don't do that to her. You know, like, hey, here's um, your least favorite person in this movie. Right, she's the one who's haunting you, not like your exactly. nice friends that you've tried to. But then, for me, I see. like the realism of the idea that even though there is the one point in the movie where they see the old cave paintings, yeah, and they see that there is an opening on either end of the mountain okay, to the cave, yes. you know, but it's like, okay, so that's cool, right? So there is the possibility of getting out. The chances of that happening, you know, like those those cave paintings are 64,000 oh, yeah. years old or whatever, you know, I mean, like that is Neolithic prehistoric yeah. era, you know. And it's and like how the, are you going to find that one other entrance? Right. I feel like I would be going crazy or walking in circles. Yeah. Or both. Uh, which probably would have been happening to them anyway because they had no map. They had no... They had no sense of direction. No. They had no idea which way they were going. Did they ever drink water? They had a snack once. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. But, I like, I feel like the, the European ending was more realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the American ending would have been cool if it had just shown her truck driving off. Yeah. And then that would have been Just ending like that. But the jump scare, like, that was, that was the one thing that I disliked about that movie. Mm -hmm. I was just like, are you serious? We're going to throw a ghost in at the end? Like, we're going to have this poor, (laughs) we're going to have this poor woman have a psychotic breakdown in the last (laughs) millisecond of the movie, you know? She's been through enough. Leave (laughs) Sarah alone. Yeah. Um, but the one thing actually going back to what you said earlier, one of the things that I really, really enjoyed about her appearance and her, her becoming sort of that survivor Mm -hmm. at the end was, I think I was actually talking to you about this last night was the fact that the way that the blood dried on her face and the way that she looked like with the pickaxe and the Mm -hmm. torch, Mm -hmm. it reminded me and her character, like all of them are European, even though the movie takes place in South Carolina. Like, they fly to America to go spelunking in caves in the Appalachians. All of the different characters are all European, and they are all from different European countries. Mm -hmm. Sarah is from Ireland. Yes, yes. And if anybody knows me, I am a huge nerd for Irish myths and legends, Irish ghosts, traditional Irish music and folklore and everything like that. It's almost like you are... It's almost like I'm very... Celtic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I really liked about that is that she had this appearance of being like she's so she's in a cave facing prehistoric ancient horrors that were humans once. And to me, the way that the blood dried on her and the way that she appeared in that moment, she looked like a, a druid chieftainess or, mm-hmm. or warrior like shield maiden kind of thing yeah like the and you know paint. like but like and the reason that they would paint their eyes like that like they would cover from from forehead to below the nose in one solid color is because the soldiers like whoever they were fighting could see the whites of their eyes from like 50 to 100 yes. feet away and it just adds this super barbaric you know um ancient Irish clan kind of vibe to it. And I really, I really enjoyed that. I don't know if that was done on purpose or not, or if it was just done to like accentuate the eyes. I think it was like the whole barbaric because it, I mean, she snaps. Yeah. Well, the movie shows just what people are capable of doing in order to survive. Like they became primal. Yeah. Like hunting. Or they completely broke down and couldn't, Go forward. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, fight or flight. Yeah, definitely. But the things that they had to do to survive was incredible. It was kind yeah. of like every man for himself, like at the end. It really was. Yeah. Because 
what else are you going to do in that moment? Ugh. I, to be totally honest, like I was kind of thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly like, I mean, even given sort of the things that, that we've experienced and that I've Mm-hmm. done in my life which obviously I'm not going to get into but there have been a couple of times where I have had to kind of go into that fight or flight definitely Man, you put me up against an actual monster I'm done I'm lying down I'm rolling over and showing showing my belly I'm like <laughs> all right here have my intestines you know it's just like I'm done like if I'm in a cave and I'm I mean, being they, attacked they did by... literally attack the one yeah. girl's intestines yeah they shone so. of the deadeter <laughs> yes they did um the, the scenes where they got hurt, though, were also extremely well done. Like, oh, yeah. Um, the practical both effects of us, are phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really want to know what that pool of blood was. Like, I keep talking about it because it's such a big, like, iconic mm-hmm. scene to me. Just her. Right. But I want to know what that is. I think it's just literally like a pool of congealed blood that's been gathered. No, from I all mean of like kills. in real life. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's probably <laughs> it's probably just it's, a pool of blood. It's really blood. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I, like it, I would guess that it's probably a mixture of water, caro syrup, and red food coloring. It's amazing. Yeah, it's nuts, and yeah. it's probably I mean like to get to to be to be able to be fully submerged in an area that large. There's probably three or four hundred gallons of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy. No, like, not only was it so many, like, cave setups that they had to do, but... Like, yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's probably the equivalent of, like, a small swimming pool that they had. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gonna go take a dip. <laughs> it's like that uh, episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force with, like, the blood fountain or Isn't whatever. Isn't that with dancing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> does, the, uh, does the fountain come with the house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the strangest show ever. <laughs> uh, but I think you were actually about to touch on one thing that really got both of us in this movie. Yeah. So. Well, we each have our own uh, phobias and fears and things that bother me. And in this movie, both of our phobias were like heavily touched on. To- heavily, yeah. So you could talk about yours so, first. <laughs> so mine's, mine's weird, right? So like ever since I was a kid... And I don't remember what what brought it on. I may have actually sustained a similar injury or something at That's some me. point in my life, and I don't remember it or something. But when, and it happens so frequently in movies. But any like literally everything. We every, watch. every fucking movie we watch. <laughs> but my one of my biggest problems, and I'm literally doing the motions with my hands right now because even talking about it just bugs me out is when people slice the inside of their palms with, like, a knife or a piece of shale or glass or anything like that. And Allie can attest to this. I will literally sit there, like, rubbing my palms together for, like, 40 minutes after it happens Like, in the movie. shaking your head like, no. I'm just, it, I don't know what it is. Like, I will watch, you know, I'll watch Hostel. You know, watch the guy's eyeball get cut out. I'll watch their, you know, Achilles tendon get sliced that open. That is the worst. Like, that doesn't, none of that, like, yeah, that, that stuff makes me go, yeah, you know, Me. but then I'm over it. But, like, if somebody makes a blood pact or something in a movie and they just, like, everything, or they're trying <laughs> to do some seance, ritual, satanic thing or whatever, it's it's every single time I feel like I have to go take a long walk. You know, or something like clear my head for several hours and I've never gotten over it. It's never gotten easier for me to deal with. No. Like, and it just, it fucking gets me every single time to the point where it's like, if I'm watching a movie that I like and I know that that happens in it, I have it down to the atto second where it happens where I'm like looking completely the opposite direction. Like just not even (laughs) the, the earliest movie that I remember that in actually is um lord of the rings the two towers of course and christopher lee who we're eventually going to be talking about actually the episode after next we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about christopher lee christopher. um where saruman has to slice his hand open and it i i think i actually if i remember correctly because i went to see those films in the theater with, my, with my parents no i had to leave oh like, I had to leave for a couple of minutes, like 10, 15 minutes, and then I had to go back into the theater. Ugh. 
And, but yeah, no, I don't know what it is. I may have sustained a similar in injury when I was like a, a really little kid mm -hmm. and it subconsciously bugs me or what, but it just, it fucking ruins my day every time that happens. And every time I always like look over at you and I'm like, yeah, um, is he crying he <laughs> Yeah. Did he throw up? And then the thing that happens in this movie is that the one, when they were doing that, uh, the thing where they were crawling across. Yeah, like the monkey bar thing oh, where they have you. to yes. climb across the, the chasm, across the you ceiling. You know, I'm doing motions, but nobody can see them. Just you. Maybe we should set up like a webcam or something and just like... No, that'll be terrible. <laughs> Everybody can see my terrible motions. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the one girl like slips and falls and so the ropes, you know... Gets a massive... Get her in the hand. Massive friction burn. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. Awful. And then with me... It's compound fractures, and it's probably because of Jacoby Shaddix's Scarred. When I used to watch that when I was, like, 13 years old, oh, yeah. they would always have people that got compound fractures yeah. on that show. And, like, I've broken bones, I've pulled a muscle, but I I can't even imagine what it would right. be like. I don't, I don't want to think of it, obviously. Right. No. But that, and then that happens... Um, shortly thereafter in the movie, and it's like you can literally feel it happening to you. Right. And it's always shins. Oh, it's so thin. Well, that's, that's one of the more common ones. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep the conversation going. No, I know. But yeah, people experience those the most because they jump off of something that they think is low enough that to the ground. they're gonna be able to land on right. your little fragile legs. Yeah. Ugh. And then they have to shove the bone back in and then wrap it all up. It's great. Yeah. No, if, if that... Mm, nope. Don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Here's a little bit of random trivia. Rando trivia. It does have to do with the movie, but I guess it's... <laughs> random trivia. Did you know that in 1637, <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton had nothing to do with this movie? Yes. Um, the difference between stalagmites and stalactites. Oh, yeah, no, so Allie told me this saying <laughs> yesterday, and I only knew half of it, but the other half of it got me. I, yeah. I love this, yeah. So, the difference between stalagmites and stalactites in caves are <laughs> stalactites come from the ceiling and they're drooping down. <laughs> like your titties. Not, not yours, but like, like, like titties in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, tights. T-I-T-E, but tits, anyway. Um, stalagmites. <laughs> hey man, you brought it up, alright? <laughs> you, you it's an easy way to remember. <laughs> and then stalagmites, mite, because mites and bugs like crawl on the ground, so they're coming from the ground up. So, if that's the way that you remember stalagmites. Did your, then Ned, Ned, you have to be honest, did you, like your grade school teacher tell you the tits and bugs thing? Or was it... <laughs> No. All right, children, now just remember. Honestly, it might have been when I went on a cave tour. I feel like... Yeah. I feel like they... There were, like, a like, lot of older like a, people with yeah. us, too. So, I'm like... That's I was a safe young, enough rude joke. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got tits. Um. <laughs> I'm currently growing mine. The more I drink beer, the bigger they get. <laughs> but, um, there's your rando, not-so-rando trivia. Yeah. Well, the one that I really liked, the, the other rando trivia, is that in the blood pool room, mm -hmm. um, when she has the camcorder out, yeah. and she's it comes up on a, a zoomed-in face of a very large, aggressive-looking wolf. And so, what was his name? Uh, Neil, Neil Marshall? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the director, the movie that he made before this one was a phenomenal werewolf movie called Dog Soldiers. Which and I had never seen, but I learned I've about. I've seen it once, and I loved it, and I've just never gotten around to mm -hmm. seeing it again. But um, the that wolf is actually one of the prosthetic heads of the dog soldiers in that movie. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I love it when directors sort of do shout-outs to a their little, own movies. Yeah, you know, a little Easter yeah. egg nod yeah. to myself, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, Which also cool kind of makes it like a cohesive universe. So Definitely. that means that the werewolves and the crawlers are on the same planet. On the same. You know, Ugh. and that's how I always think about stuff Connect like that. Connect everything. Thanks, comic books. That's yes. that's how it is. You know, everything like is that's, connected. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
That's cool, though. And I, I want to actually watch Dog Soldiers, because yeah, I, I love The Descent enough, I'm sure. Super violent. Completely different, yeah. but... <laughs> oh, no, it is. It's like, there's almost, like, in The Descent, it's almost no men. Yes, and it's like, And then in, yep. in Dog Soldiers, it's almost no women. And yeah. he did that on purpose, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, one man, which is Sarah's husband, other mm. than the crawlers, which are men and women, and children, I'm sure. I don't know. Um, another thing about the crawlers that I thought was really cool was the women actors and the crawlers didn't see each other before they shot with each other for the first time. Mm -hmm. So it was genuine fear that the women gave and they were screaming and like running off set and everything like that. And I think that's hilarious. Like effective, like not telling what this, the other script is going to be. Like what was, Oh, like star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) So when, um, Han Solo was upset that, uh, Luke didn't tell him. Oh yeah, the, 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 that Mark Hamill knew <laughs> that Darth Vader was his father because in the original <laughs> script, um, at some point I would also really like to start a Star Wars podcast because that's my other massive obsession. In yes, life. yes, um, he loves it. I love it now. And uh, but so in the original script, everyone except um, James Earl Jones and Mark Hamill and George Lucas had a script that said no. Obi-Wan killed your father. <laughs> and then Mark Hamill had the script and and James Earl Jones had the script that said, no, I am your father. And wasn't it like at the premiere, they watched it and Harrison Ford leaned over to Mark Hamill and was like, well, shit, kid, nobody told me that. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, no, he was like genuinely yeah. upset. But and, um, it makes the suspense for that that much better. Yeah. Like, in well, the moment. Another another one like that, which is one of the most iconic scenes in a movie ever, is the scene in um, Christopher Nolan, Dark Knight, with the Heath Ledger Joker, mm-hmm. the, the one of the greatest performances in cinema history, as far as I'm concerned. The scene Definitely. where he shows up to the party that Bruce Wayne is throwing for Harvey Dent, uh-huh. and the elevator opens, and Michael Caine is like standing right there as Alfred. Uh-huh. So in that scene, Alfred had lines that he was going to say <laughs> to really? to Heath Ledger, but his appearance, like Heath Ledger's appearance startled Michael Caine. Shakespearean actor, one of the greatest actors of all time, never loses <laughs> his cool, never forgets his lines. His appearance startled Michael Caine so badly he completely forgot his lines. And Christopher Nolan liked the genuine reaction so much better than the lines in the movie that he literally kept Michael Caine's mistake in the movie. <laughs> I love because that it's just so like much. because it's like how many times like Alfred is this you know, leaving him speechless. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's the dude that guards the bat cave with a shotgun in yeah. the comic books. You know, it's like, he's ex oh, British secret black ops military or something, you know? And it's like, what does it take to leave a guy who has seen everything utterly speechless? You know, yeah. it's like, it's so cool to me. That's so funny. Yeah. But I yeah, no, I really, I really do like the fact that, and I feel like that's really important to making a good horror movie. Definitely. Like, you should try to keep the monster in the closet, in the the movie, and on set Mm -hmm. as long as possible. Because then you'll get more genuine reactions. Shit, I mean, if if I had been making, if I I made a movie like The Descent, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even show them the monster until the scene happens. Yeah, you know, that's have what, the yeah, monster. That's oh, what it was. Because I th- okay, so I thought that it was like the day that they finally shot it. They were like, no, it was okay, like everybody's it was, on set. Okay. But then I, I guess they didn't go with that shot because it okay. might have just been like it just was total breakdown. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But no, that's that's exactly what that's, it was. That's phenomenal. They hid the crawlers that. from the actors, and then like even when they were eating lunch and stuff, like they would keep them separated. Like after that moment, like <laughs> keep the animosity up. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um. And the crawlers were, of course, just, like, one of the scariest things. Um, the director said that he didn't want to make them aliens because humans are the scariest things. Mm-hmm. And that they're something, that they are something that get could get the women something human, but not quite. Or right. his words. Because, oh, like the Walking Dead says, <laughs> humans are the scariest thing. Coral. <laughs> Coral. <laughs> <laughs> Is that show still on? 
Huh. I stopped. I saw that, uh, uh, what's her name, um, who plays, uh, in Black Panther, who plays Michonne. Michonne. Mm-hmm. Dana uh, Guerrero. She, yeah, Dana Guerrero, whatever her name is. Yeah, um, she, I mean, she's just phenomenal. Oh, and amazing. if I had ever been interested in Walking Dead, she probably would have been one of the main reasons I had kept with it. She was awesome. But um, I saw that she, she, I think she just actually finished her run on the show. Oh, wow. So I don't know if her character was killed or which probably. would probably is what it would be. Everything has but, to be garbage. Yeah. I stopped watching after like the fourth season or yeah. something. <laughs> I can't even remember what it was. I think it was the one where they found the fat, bloated zombie in the... Well, oh, I think that was, that was like the last Ooh, episode I, I ever saw. Mm. Yeah, it just never held me. They tried to they tried to emulate Romero and failed miserably at it, as far as I'm concerned. But yes. anyway, we're not yeah. here to talk about Talking Dead. Dead. Yeah, the Talking <laughs> Dead. There will be um, a very big Romero zombie episode. Yes. In the not too distant future, once this whole COVID thing blows over. Yes. Um, and we're also going to get back to doing music reviews within the episodes also. But, yeah, definitely. Just um, kind of keeping things a little chill, you know? Yeah. Drinking beers and hanging out and talking about horror movies for right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Got anything else on there? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, um, well, why don't you... Oh, going? no, you were the one that knew about that. Yeah, um, the, uh, I, I, I always loved the fact that the movie poster for The Descent was the six women in the group, um, posed in the shape of a skeleton, or in, a, in the shape of a skull, a skull, and that is a call, a, um, an homage to the great surrealist painter Salvador Dali, um, he originally did a painting very similar to that. Um, and, uh, was it, was the painting called Female Bodies? A lot of things that I was reading. So I found Female Bodies and then I found... In Volopate Moors. Yes. I wonder if that means, like, voluptuous death. Hmm... My name is Andrew, and I took Latin in high school because I wanted to fucking ruin my life. Um, let's see here. You know some of it. What is it? Volupate Moors. To the Google box. No. No, we gotta try this out here. Voluptuous death. Voluptuous death. Yeah. So basically, Salvador Dali liked big booty women. <laughs> and he also liked skulls. So he decided to put his he two things well together. Put them together. Yeah. Yeah. And then he put elephants on twig legs and made them 48 feet tall in another one of his paintings, which is just phenomenal. It's we have a melting clock in our room. Yeah, we do. I forgot Time about that. Time is never correct on it. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. It's there. Did you know that his brother's name was Salvador Dali, and then he took his brother's name after his brother died? Oh, wow. And he considered himself to be some type of reincarnation of his brother. He was a weird uh, dude. I did not know Salvador that. Dali does not need drugs. Salvador Dali is drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. I watched, a, I watched an amazing documentary about him in art class back in like 8th or ninth grade, and the guy just scared the shit out of me. I yeah. was like, this has to be an act. And then like, <laughs> the more and more we watched it, I was like, there, this is not an act. This is just this guy. Like, this that's guy just who is he bizarre. Is. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. But yeah, no, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's just... But yeah, I've always been a huge fan of his art, and as soon as I saw the poster, I was like, that's Dali. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, well... I have had a blast talking about this movie this evening. Um, next week, we are going to be doing um, a top five as our fifth episode. Um, so we will be doing top five vampire movies. Yes, um, so exciting. And that is going to be a little bit of a genre bender. We're going to kind of cover all of our bases, not to give anything away, but we're going to do... A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, that's all you're going to know? Yeah, and that's, you know, it'll probably be a little bit of a longer episode, so that'll be a fun one. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. Because these are all going to be I'm movies stoked. that we've all, we've both seen numerous times. Yes. So, yeah, 
Um, all right, but we are going to wrap up here for tonight. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. And we want to thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. And remember, we can only keep making these episodes with listeners like you. So share us, message us, give us a five-star review on whatever listening platform you're listening to. And keep on checking us out. Stay creepy. And don't turn out the light.